Today on Bold Steps with Mark Job, we'll learn how to stand firm in a culture that's increasingly going against the things of God. You can run from it. You can try to drown out that voice. You can try to have fun as much as you can. You can try to turn the bass as high as it will go so that it hurts your eardrums. But you will never be able to get away from the voice and the call of God because you belong to God and He will never, never let you go. Welcome to Bold Steps. Our Bible teacher is Mark Job, senior pastor of New Life Community Church in Chicago and president of Moody Bible Institute. Well, we're almost two full months into the new year, so how are those resolutions coming along? Mark, I think it was a week or so ago you mentioned to us that about 80% of these resolutions have gone by the wayside already. <laughs> That's what happens in about February. And so it's the same with our Christian life, though, Wayne. A lot of people start out strong in their commitment to follow Christ. Mm -hmm. But 1 John reminds us that a testing time will come. And in fact, it reminds us that there'll be a falling away. Uh, People will be tested. This will be a difficult time. And uh, you may be feeling it as a believer right now, some of that pressure, that testing upon your life. And these words are going to come as great encouragement as John exhorts us, challenges us during the time of testing not to give in, not to fall away, because God has given us an anointing to stand firm. Well, let's look into God's Word. First John chapter 2 now, the message, anointed to stand firm. Here's Mark Job. He says in 1 John 2.18, Dear children, this is the last hour. As you have heard that the Antichrist is coming, Even now, many antichrists have come. This is how we know it's the last hour. They went out from us, but did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going showed that none of them belonged to us. Verse 20. But you have an anointing from the Holy One. And all of you know the truth. I do not write to you because you do not know the truth, but because you know it and because no lie comes from the truth. Who is the liar? It's the man who denies that Jesus is the Christ, the Son of God. Such a man is an antichrist. He denies the Father and the Son. No one who denies the Son has the Father, and whoever acknowledges the Son has the Father also. Verse 24. See that what you have heard from the beginning remains in you. If it does, you also remain in the Son and, the fa- and, and in the Father. And this is what He promised us, even eternal life. Word of the Lord, you may be seated. All right, so I want to give you today, I want to give you three important steps to prepare yourself For this time of testing. I find it in these verses that John is telling us there's a couple of things that you can do so that to make sure you make it to the end. Number one, if you're taking notes, write this down. Be prepared for a season of testing by recognizing the signs of the time in which many people will be led astray. 
Notice that John says, dear children, not because he's writing to children, but because he's writing to children of God. Dear children, this is the last hour. As you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. Now, you may say, well, pastor, wasn't this written about 2,000 years ago? And he says it's the last hour. Well, here's the thing. Here's how it works. What John is telling us is that this is the last season. Hour is used symbolically not to talk about 60 minutes, but he's talking about this is the last season. The last season is defined between the ascension of Christ. Christ died, he rose from the grave, and then he ascended into heaven. As his disciples were watching Jesus ascend into heaven, the angel said to him, why are you standing there with your mouths wide open? The same Jesus that was resurrected will come again in this very fashion. There is a season between the ascension of Jesus and the return of Jesus. That time in between is called the final hour, the last season. We are living right now in the last season between the ascension of Christ and the coming of Christ again. In that last season, it tells us that certain things are going to be happening in that last season. One of the things that John points out to, and he's not the only one, other people point to it as well, during that last season, between the ascension of Christ and the coming of Christ again, there will be a lot of people that will come to hear the message of Christ and hear the gospel. The Bible talks about a harvest that is huge. People from every tribe, tongue, and nation will hear the gospel. People from Africa to Asia, people from Europe to Australia, people from the Fiji Islands to the condos down in New York will hear the gospel of Jesus and many of them will respond to this powerful gospel message. Do you realize that now, as we speak today, there are more believers, more Christians in this world than there have ever been before? because of the population explosion. We have now reached about 7 billion people in our population. There are more people that have been converted to Christianity in the last decade than in the previous century, a hundred years before us. Places like Africa, China, and South America are experiencing numbers and multitudes of conversion to Christianity that are unprecedented. We've never seen them before. A new church in South America is being birthed every eight minutes. A Christian church is being planted. And we're seeing a massive harvest. However, although we're seeing a massive harvest, a huge number of people converting to Christianity and bowing their knees to Jesus Christ and getting baptized... John tells us, expect also that there will be a massive falling away from the truth. That in the end times, there will be a massive move leading people away from God, leading people astray. Many people will fall away. There will be a battle that will exist between those that have come to Christ and those that are falling away from Christ as well. 
He tells us this is the last hour, and as you have heard that the Antichrist is coming. How many of you are familiar with that term, Antichrist? Okay, we've probably all heard it in one way or another, in apocalyptic movies, in reading the book of Revelation, or if you've been around Christianity for a while. Many of us have heard that term, but we're not really sure exactly what it means. Well, it's pretty self-evident its definition. Anti means against Christ. So, John explains that there is an individual called the Antichrist. In Revelation, it says that this individual will rise up during a time and he will be a political, spiritual leader, nationwide, global leader that will rise up with a lot of charisma, a lot of leadership, and the nations will be enamored with him. They will follow him and he will eventually lead many, many people astray and away from God. So there is an individual, whether that individual is born yet, I don't know, whether that individual is currently in a um, pristine university, possibly. Uh, we don't try to guess or deduct who he is, but the Bible says that there will be a man that will be raised in that position and he will be an antichrist. However, John goes on to explain that he's not only speaking about that individual that in the end times will be raised up called the Antichrist, but he says this. He says, even now, many Antichrists have come. There will be one world leader called an Antichrist, but the spirit of the Antichrist already exists today in this world. And it's a spirit that is anti Christ, anti-Christianity, anti the things of God, and that spirit will permeate our, our society and will become stronger and stronger, and many people will be influenced by that, by that spirit and will be led astray. You say, well, pastor, we don't live in a day like that, do we? Oh, open your eyes. I believe that this sort of anti-Christ, anti-Christian spirit is going to continue to grow more and more as we get closer and closer to the coming of the days of Jesus. Even now, legislation was passed, many of you know in the 60s, that prohibited Christian prayer in school. Up until that time, you could pray publicly in the name of Jesus, or you could pray and it was accepted. Now you can't. Up until a few years ago, easily you could put nativity scenes in the public arena and in our public squares, and now that's been driven out, so now you can't put even nativity scenes during the times of Christmas. A lot of uh, public employment places now don't say Merry Christmas because that's not politically correct, it's Happy Holidays. More and more... That which was mainstream in America, that which was accepted, that which was looked at as our heritage, what helped found this country, is being pushed to the side as, no, that's, that's not tolerable anymore. And I believe that that's just a taste of things to come. That you're going to experience a greater and greater sense of, uh, of being ostracized for being believers, of uh, being marginalized for being believers. The day will come 
possibly that being a follower of Jesus Christ will be looked at in a very negative way and you will have to count the cost even more than you do today when you choose to follow Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. John is telling us that that day will come, that that day is emerging, that the last hours will generate that sort of mentality among people. This is Bold Steps with Mark Job, and we'll continue this lesson titled Anointed to Stand Firm in just a moment. But before we do, we want to remind you that if you ever miss one of our daily teachings on the radio, or if you simply want to share one of these messages with a friend, you can always find Mark's teachings available on our website, boldstepsradio.org. And if you'd enjoy listening to these Bible teachings while you're out for a walk or really anywhere on the go, be sure to subscribe to the Bold Steps podcast. You'll find us on most podcast apps like Apple, Spotify, and Audible by searching for Bold Steps with Dr. Mark Job. We've heard from many of you how much you enjoy listening through your podcast app. And if you haven't already, we encourage you to leave a comment and a five-star review when you get there. And to check out the special new video content coming on exclusively on the Bold Steps YouTube channel, be sure to subscribe there as well. There you'll find our new series, What Does the Bible Say About Worry? overcoming addiction, and finding gratitude in your life. You can subscribe today by searching for Bold Steps Radio on YouTube or type in youtube.com slash at Bold Steps Radio. Now, let's go back to the second half of today's message. Mark has much more to say about those who are with us, but not necessarily for us. It tells us in 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 4-5, through 5, the Apostle Paul is speaking to the Thessalonians and he says, Let no man deceive you by any means, for that day, the day of the Lord, shall not come except there come a falling away first. And that man of sin, referring to the Antichrist, will be revealed, the son of perdition, who opposeth and exalteth himself above all that's called God, or that is worshipped, so that he as God sitteth on the temple of God, shewing himself that he is God. Paul is saying that day will come where many people will fall away. That will be evidence of those end times. Scriptures riddled with prophecies and proclamations about the end time in Timothy, it tells us. That in the end days, many will be deceived and fall away. For people will not tolerate sound teaching, but only teaching that tickles their ears. But they will not tolerate solid teaching from the Word of God. John tells us that in that final hour, listen to what he says. He says, even now many antichrists have come. And this is how we know it is the last hour. Verse 19, they went out from us, but they did not really belong to us. For if they had belonged to us, they would have remained with us. But their going out showed that none of them belonged to us. This is what John is saying. John is saying that there are many that will be exposed to Christianity. They will learn the language of Christianity. They will have Bibles and learn the culture, hear the gospel. 
But many people will walk away from Christianity, although they've been among us, they were really not part of us. Oh, let me say that again. How many of you know that you can come to church and not be a Christian? Don't, I, don't look like, what, really? <laughs> hey, just because you walk into a university doesn't make you smart. Doesn't mean you're a professor. Just because you dress up as a soldier on Halloween doesn't mean that you're, you're a Marine. Uh, just because you hold a guitar doesn't ma make you a rock star. Uh, just because you walk into a church doesn't make you a Christian. Just because you go to McDonald's doesn't make you a hamburger. Seriously. I mean, the Bible is telling us that, that those people were amongst us, but they were not really a part of us. Jesus talks about the parable of the seed and the sower, and he talks about four seeds. And he says, one seed sprouted on the ground and came up quickly, but it fell away. Another seed was eaten up by weeds and it fell away. Another seed was picked up by the bird and taken away. None of those seeds really, although they were there, none of those seeds were really in grain. And here's what I want you to know. I don't want you to ever be deceived. I don't want you to ever fake yourself out or deceive yourself that just because you come to church that you're an authentic, full-blooded, spirit-filled, born-again Christ follower. Because you can come and you can learn the culture, you can come and hear the messages and not necessarily be one that is fully committed, grown, full of the Spirit and integrated into this body. That's what the Bible teaches us. And this is what it tells us. It tells us that if you really were born again, if the Spirit of God really lived inside of you, if you had the Holy Spirit, then you would never be able to fall away from God and stay there. Oh, let me, say, let me tell you how it works. You see, if you're truly, truly, truly giving your life to Christ and the Holy Spirit has come inside of you, you're born again, the Holy Spirit lives inside of you. Listen, you are sealed, you are filled, and you may try to walk away from God, you may try to fall away from God, you may get offended. And someone says something you didn't like and you say, okay, that's enough. I've had enough of that church. Someone hurts you, doesn't follow through on something, doesn't come to your birthday party, didn't send you a Facebook message on your birthday and wish you happy birthday. So you said, I'm done with that. I'm out of there, they conf or someone confronts you about the way you're living or something in your life, and you get mad, and you say, that's it, it's over. I'm going back to the world. I don't want to have anything to do with those church people. And so you show up in the old neighborhood again, and they say, hey, it's you. You say, yeah, it's me, I'm here to hang out with you. And they say, hey, I thought you found religion. I thought you don't do this anymore. Well, you know what, that was just a phase I was going through. I'm back. I'm back with the boys. You crank up all those swear words again. You, you know, get that swag going again like the old Jew. Boys, I'm back. Slapping high five. No, you know. 
You, you try to hang out and you, you go back to showing how worldly you are and how you haven't lost your groove and you drink and you smoke and you dope and you get high and you have sex and you party down and you swear and you laugh and you get into the culture and you do the whole nine yards and all your friends are saying, hey, glad to have you back, man. We thought we lost you. Glad that you're back here. We thought you were one of those holy Joes and we'd never get you back. Man, it's the old you ago. Welcome back to the hood. And it, let me tell you something. If you have been absolutely, legitimately, seriously, by the Spirit of God born again, I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to you. You can try to act like you belong there. You can try to swag and swear. You can try to hang out and you can try to dress with the clothes and do what you used to do. But, but, but I'm, going to tell you, I'm going to tell you the truth. Nighttime will come. When you're in bed alone, the music's not blaring, the friends aren't there, and you're going to hear the voice of God. And you're going to hear the tug of the Holy Spirit saying, this is not you. You have been bought with a price. You have been changed. And you can fight it, you can run from it, you can try to drown out that voice, you can try to get high out of your brain so you don't hear it anymore. You can try to throw yourself into lust as much as you can. You can try to have fun as much as you can. You can try to turn the music blasting the, 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 the bass as high as it will go so that it hurts your eardrums. But you will never be able to get away from the voice and the call of God because you belong to God and He will never, never let you go. Never. You will not be able to stay out there. If you belong to God, you cannot stay away from God. You will be drawn like a magnet. You will be pulled back, convicted back, touched in your spirit, drawn something inside of you. In fact, let me tell you, you will be the most miserable party animal out there. When you belong to God, you can't go and stay away. Because you belong. You experience the discipline of God, the call of God, but it'll pull you back only if you can go and not come back. It means you never belong. It should serve as great encouragement to your heart to know that God has that kind of passionate, fervent, obsessive, persevering love for you. That you can never quite get away from Him and be happy. God's voice will always call to those who are His children. That's the takeaway from today's message from Mark Job. You're listening to Bold Steps, a message titled, Anointed to Stand Firm. Part two is coming up next time, but before then, we encourage you to go to our website and learn more about Dr. Job and this ministry. Just go online to boldstepsradio.org. Mark, it's such a special privilege today to have Dr. Gary Chapman in the studio with us. It's the 30th anniversary of the publication of The Five Love Languages. 20 million copies of that book has sold. And how many other books along this theme have been written by our guest here, Dr. Gary Chapman? Gary, you ever counted those books up? I have not, but I think there's probably <laughs> 10 or 12. I think, there's, I think so. But God Speaks Your Love Language, Mark, is the one we're offering to our listeners. That's right. So I have read The Five Love Languages. It, 
years ago, and it really helped my marriage out. And so my wife and I go back and forth and we talk about it. But, you know, I had never thought about love languages when it comes to our relationship with God. Um, But, Gary, you felt compelled to write a book because you felt that people's love language as they relate to God was important for them to understand. Can you unpack that a little bit? Yeah, one thing, I didn't want us judging other people who worship God a different way. I mean, Mm. I'm talking about true Christians, you know, because sometimes people raise their hands in the worship service and other people say, oh, don't draw attention to yourself, you know. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's their love language. They're expressing love to God in their way, you know. And so it's coming to respect other people who differ with us in love languages on how they relate to God. That's one part of it. Mm. And the other part is, you know, don't allow your own love language to get boring to you. Just now you're just going through the motions and you're not even really thinking about God. Let's keep it alive. Yeah. You know, the heart of this is intimacy with God, learning to relate to God in a way that's intimate, unique, and yours. I love that. Thank you, Dr. Gary Chapman. And the good news is we'll send you a copy of Gary's book, God Speaks Your Love Language, when you give a financial gift to support this ministry. Call 1-800-D-L-Moody. That's 1-800-356-6639. Or request a copy of this Bold Step gift online at boldstepsradio.org. Several of our listeners like to send their donations through the mail. To do that, just put your check and request for the book in an envelope and send it to Bold Steps, 820 North LaSalle Boulevard, Chicago, Illinois, 60610. And then don't forget... You can always catch us on our sister program, Bold Steps Weekend, on your favorite smart device. Just look for us in your podcast app and click subscribe. And of course, be sure to listen to Bold Steps Weekend this Saturday or Sunday on your local station or simply go online to boldstepsweekend.org. Well, on behalf of Mark Job and the entire team, thanks for listening today. We'll continue Monday with this message, Anointed to Stand Firm and Discover How to Remain Steady in Christ During Seasons of Testing. That's Monday on Bold Steps with Mark Joe. Bold Steps is a production of Moody Radio, a ministry of Moody Bible Institute.